Hey. hey! I'm Levi. I'm Dominique, and welcome back to We Are Generation Z. What are we doing today? So we're doing another topic roulette. Today we're talking about something pretty serious. Uh, yeah, I would hope it would be pretty serious. Yeah, really serious. Well, what is it? Depression. Done. This is funny. Sorry, I'm tr- I have to be serious, okay. Alright, well... Um, we have a special guest. Yeah, a special guest. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Joy. Hello, Joy. Uh, so now, uh, every guest, we have to name our favorite TV show and favorite color. My favorite TV show is definitely um, Game of Thrones. My favorite color is purple. Purple? Okay. All right, Dominique. Well, um, so I guess we're basically going to just go right into... Well, I guess we give a little background. <clears throat> so, I guess... All of us here have went through some point of depression. Mm. Dominique's being a little bit minor. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it was really depression. I think it was like a weird phase in eighth grade. Uh, okay, that's everyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if I really like went through depression to the extent that other people go through. In terms of actually like diagnosed depression... Uh, Joy and I Two of the three. both have went through, uh, um, at some point in time, uh, depression. Yeah. Um, so Dominique is basically going to ask um, some interview questions. Um, Are you not if you don't like questions? listening about depression or, um, you know, because it's a really touchy subject. Yeah, it's really difficult to um, listen to sometimes. So if you're not comfortable listening to this, um, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll have more episodes. But we've been wanting to do this for a long time because we know a lot of people are going through um, depression. We wanted to just kind of bring an awareness to it and talk about someone's experiences and um, how or if or what people are doing to try to recover and the different things you can do. Um, Yeah, so that's about it. All right, take it away, Dominique. Oh, are you answering the questions as well? I guess. I mean, I might as well. Yeah, okay. So, Mom, Joy. So, how long have you had depression? I've been struggling with depression for about 20 years. Severe depression for about 10. It's major depressive disorder, right? Yes. Have you been diagnosed with anything else? Anxiety along with it. Okay. Um, so, let's see. So, when I was going through it, it started in August and probably lasted... Of 2017. Of 2017 right. and lasted in... Probably until, probably until July of this year. Okay. I mean, so you get you get episodes, like so a, a good year. Yeah, pretty much a year. Okay. What? So, what's the most difficult part about depression? Um, being depressed. I I well, kind of like what your mom said. Well, earlier well, when we were talking about this, uh, like just like the hopelessness and just like the fear that you won't get better, mm-hmm. and then. Anxiety is really tied to depression. Right. So I think the anxiety that comes with it, that's like fueled by the depression, that's also like the worst part as right. well. So like, like really anxious about being depressed and then just like being depressed so you can't really... Right, yeah. And you just like, at the time you don't like, you don't feel any emotion really. You can do stuff that like are fun or, you know, other people would find fun, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't affect you. you right. Like For you, mom? What's the most difficult part about depression? It is um, 
Going with what Levi said, it's it's the hopelessness. It's feeling like you're never going to get better. Feeling like you're worthless. Um, that you're a burden to people. There are a million things that are the worst part of depression. So what treatments have you guys gone through? What kind of help have you guys gotten? I've been doing um, medication for a long time and it's been adjusted a lot over the past three years to try and get my depression under control. Right. Um, and I've also been doing therapy, so I go once a week and I see a counselor. How um, long have you been doing therapy and medications for? Um, medications I've been on steady for the past three years. Mm -hmm. um, the counseling I've been doing on and off for the past three years, but more steady over the past year. Okay. Anything else that you've gone through? Um, you know, going through the the doctor with the medication and then the therapist with the counseling, they suggest a lot of different things like journaling. I mean, they've suggested coloring, um, taking walks. I mean, they, they suggest a, a wide variety of things to try and help you with your depression. Uh -huh. So I've tried... Many, many, many things. And I know you've done electroconvulsive therapy. I have. Um, can you talk about it a little bit if you're comfortable? Um, for me, it was horrible. It was. It gave me a really bad migraine that I would have for three or four days afterwards, and I was going three times a week. Right. So I had a migraine seven days a week for the, you know, twelve sessions that I did it. Right. Um, and I know you had really bad migraines before you even started yeah ECT. I've, I've had migraines before then but the ect was um probably the worst therapy that i've ever done for me right but i met people there that had been doing ect for years and years and years mm -hmm. and they swore by it and that's what cured their or solved their depression for them right um and they they went back just for you know occasional visits. occasional visits to to keep up with their depression. But for me, it did not work at all. Right. It was the most horrible thing I've ever done. For people who don't know, can you explain what electroconvulsive therapy is? They put you to sleep, and they basically shock your brain. Uh -huh. um, I never understood really how that was supposed to help you. Uh -huh. But it's supposed to change, like, I guess it's supposed to change the neurons, chemicals, whatever, in your brain like to make of, you exactly. not feel depressed anymore. Like, kind of re reset kind them, of, kind of? Yeah. Like, reset your brain? Yeah. Like base, so, I know you told me that it's, like, basically they're putting you to sleep, so that way you don't, like, basically making you seize? Yeah, they're making you go into a seizure. Okay. Hey, what treatments have you been through? Um, so probably as a bad mistake, I pro I resulted right when I started feeling, and I think my depression was induced by anxiety first. Mm -hmm. So anxiety came first, and then the depression followed after because uh -huh. my anxiety was so severe. Um, so I automatically went to a medication because it felt like it would be the quickest fix, basically. Uh -huh. Um, but I did go through antidepressant, anti-anxiety medication. Um, other thing was they threw antipsychotics because it can help depressive disorder. Right. That was another one. And I also did do therapy. Okay. And I know 
You got misdiagnosed once or twice, Um, right? Or or am I wrong? Or you got, you not necessarily misdiagnosed, but diagnosed a few times? Yeah, so originally I was diagnosed with, it would have been acute depression Mm -hmm. and just mild anxiety. And then that's when I started the medication and then went further into it. And then, um, I don't know, if you're aware of antidepressants, not there's so many. There's a wide variety of antidepressants. And not one works for everyone. Right. So usually it's a matter of trial and error until you can figure out one that works for you. Right. So the one I originally started on actually made it worse. But they want you to go on for, you know, a month or two to actually see if it'll actually... Because it takes a long time for it to work. Um, So I was on that medication for a while, but it was actually making my anxiety worse. Um, You know, they want you to keep trying it, so I just kept going with it. Um, Then it became major depressive disorder and then a general anxiety disorder. Okay. And then it evolved and kept going, and then I started getting derealization and depersonalization disorder. So that was another one. I also had a nightmare disorder at one point, uh-huh. and then uh, a thought disorder. Right. Yeah. Did they uh, diagnose you with like something, something about psychosis? No, it wasn't psychosis. It, it, or that's that, what you thought it was. You were like researching and self-diagnosed yourself or something. Well, it was because um, psychosis is really extreme, but it was right. uh, it was the thought disorder. Because thought disorder is when people you have thoughts that have no basis or anything like that mm-hmm. um so that's that was because of the derealization depersonalization okay. all right so what do you think caused your depression do you have any idea oh yeah i definitely it probably just well so all of this happened when i did go to college in boulder mm-hmm. so i think the and i had already had anxiety before that right it just hadn't because i was having panic or panic attacks and stuff like before mm-hmm. um but I think it made it worse. And then I also think that the medication I was on just made it unbearable. And that's why I couldn't stay. Okay. So I think obviously moving away. that Right, like, leaving your like entire support system behind. Yeah, just like a life shock basically. Yeah, culture, culture shock. Yeah, and yeah. then. Okay, mom, what do you think caused your depression? Um, I think it was a number of things. But mostly I think it's just the, I think it's something that I've struggled with my whole life and didn't realize until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just the chemicals in my brain are are different just from everyone else's. Imbalance. And they're imbalanced and I've noticed it with my dad's side of the family that there's a lot of depression and um whatnots on his side of the family so i think it may be generational or not generational uh like their genetics hereditary Hereditary. Hereditary. that's the word i'm looking for um and yeah i it just started when um after postpartum depression after my first child was born and he's 25 now I didn't really realize that that's what it was and didn't really, it wasn't that bad. But after each child that I had, I had postpartum depression and I think it just got worse and worse from there. So I had to eventually, you know, seek professional help Mm -hmm. for it because it wasn't, everything I was doing wasn't helping. So after your first depression, you could just kind of like blew it off. But then after your second kid, 
That's when you kind of started seeking attention, right? <laughs> I'm not seeking attention. No, I mean, like, um, not medical attention, not attention. No, like, I did you not addressing. I actually I didn't really address it at all until um, at least ten years ago. And then I, I started actually thinking, you know, maybe this is what's wrong with me. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's so. But then looking back on it, it has been about 20 years that I've been dealing with it. I just didn't do anything about it. Um, I'm laughing because my daughter thinks it's her fault to have depression. So she's making fun of me. I don't think it's your fault. I don't think it's my fault that you have depression. Uh, okay, for those of you who don't know, Joy is my mom. I am her second child. So it kind of adds up, but I don't think I was the problem because I know you love me and stuff like that. But Wait, how old are you? 19. How long have you had depression? <laughs> About 20 years. So, but no, it's not Dominique's <laughs> fault. It's I, I did have a really bad episode of postpartum depression after Dom, Dominique was born, and I did go through um, like a serious meltdown. And then I pulled myself together for my children and my family and, and I got it together and I worked and did what I had to do. And, you know, like I said, it's been about 10 years that I've actually been seeking medical, been attention. seeking medical attention for it. And once you're diagnosed with depression or realize that that's what's happening in your life, um, it's not easy to... It doesn't just go away. Right. It's not like a, you. It's not like you get you you fall and get stitches and, and it'll heal. Up it'll heal. I mean, you'll eventually heal, but depression. I don't think ever goes away. You have good days and bad days. And you have to work on it. Like you constantly. have to work on it constantly. It's just like anything else in your life. Your your weight. Your health. Your your car maintenance I mean you have to keep it up or it's gonna fall apart back to the hereditary thing uh mental illnesses are hereditary yeah 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 for those of you yeah who don't know also if you have any family like if you believe depression or anxiety is in your family because I know on my mom's side of the family anxiety is a big thing Mm -hmm. so if you have any family members that are taking medications that actually work for them there's a very likely chance that medications would possibly work for you right because the the way the drugs are made they they could work similarly i had a, a dna test done through the doctor that i have now um probably like a year and a half ago and it gave her a list of medications that for my dna would possibly work for my depression ones that might work and ones that probably won't work at all mm-hmm. and it was funny when she first did it because the medications that were in the column of wouldn't work at all were were the medications that she was giving me. So, you know, she changed my medication and I did feel a little bit better, but, you know, like I said, it never goes away. Yeah, it's something you have to work on. and You just have good days and bad days. Yeah. Okay. So, this is kind of a silly question, but do you still think you have a depression? I do. Okay. I know I do. Um, no, not necessarily. Cause I think depression, I think when you know depression is crucial, it's when it's affecting your day to day life. And like right. when you have no motivation to do anything or no like will or drive or anything, mm-hmm. that's how you know it's a big medical condition. Right. So, I mean, I have 
at days, but I don't think it's I don't think it's major. I think it's just normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, normal like depressive episodes, not like enough to be diagnosed with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I know mine is disorder. not as bad as it used to be. There, my at my worst, I would sleep twenty hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know, I would get up to take the kids to school. I would sleep while they were at school. I'd get them home from school. I'd make them dinner. I'd spend a little bit of time with them, and then I'd let their dad watch them while I went back to bed. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I would sleep for 20 hours a day, and that was at my worst. You know, right. all I did was sleep and cry. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm much better than what I was. I'm thankful for that, but I'm not out of the woods yet. Yeah. Okay, so this is a question specifically for you, Mom. Okay. What is it like having depression while being a mother? It's hard. I don't have to answer if you don't want to. I do. I just don't want to cry through it. It's, um, it's frustrating because I can't do the things that I used to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have any tissues. <laughs> um, I used to be really active with you guys at school and I'd be in your classrooms all the time. and You know, I feel guilty for Trinity because... I'm not like that with her or Christina as much. Um, So it makes me feel bad that I can't do the things that I used to do. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I don't want to. I really want to, but it's, it's, it's hard. It is. It's really hard. And I can't make myself do it as much as I tell myself to, as much as I try to make myself do it. I can't. Okay. Okay. Um, so this, there's a big stigma about medications and things like that to help you with depression or just any kind of mental illness. Uh, what are your guys' opinions on those stigmas? I, I don't think medicate like medication shouldn't be taken lightly. Right. Because like how I was talking about how I jumped into a medication right away and how it no, probably was for the worst. Right. Um, so I think you should try how Joy was saying, like how they tight like if you do go to counseling, counseling should be if you do know you have your first option. Your, your yeah, it should be your first option. But other than that, like just and take their advice. Like, that's that's the main thing. Like, whatever advice they give you, it's always worth a try, you know? Right. It's not like they're telling you this stuff just because. Yeah. And there's a lot of different tips and tips and things that they give you, you know? Right. Um, I think one of the big ones that, like, I was doing a lot in Boulder that did help me get through it was um, meditating. Uh-huh. And that actually helped a lot. Yeah, we would meditate in the mornings together before we went to class. Yeah. It was fun. So that was a really... Good one that I got out of it. Yeah. Um, How did you guys meditate together? Like Skype? No. No. So oh. when I didn't have class until like 2 o'clock in the afternoon and he had a 9 a.m. Oh. So sometimes I would spend the night uh-huh. up in Boulder and before, like I went to class with him a few times. So before we went to class, we just kind of sat on the floor. Meditation. Yeah. So he had the app Headspace that I was telling you about a while ago. Also and use Headspace. It's really good app. Yeah. It's... it's Okay, so mom, what's your opinions about the stigmas on medication and just like getting help for depression in general? There are some really big stigmas and a lot of people um, 
believe that if you have depression, you're weak and you're not. Right. You know, you're definitely not. Um, people, there are people that, that think you shouldn't go to a doctor. There are people that think you shouldn't take medication. Um, there are people that, like me in the beginning, try to be headstrong and fix it on their own. Right. And um, if, if you think you have depression, the best thing for you to do is to go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, so the stigma of not going to a doctor and fixing it by yourself is just not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I know uh, a few people who don't like the idea of medication at all. They think that going to a counselor, a therapist, or a psychiatrist are absolutely ridiculous and that psychiatrists and counselors and things like that only want to help you for the money because it's so much money, like, from like one session and, like... Well, if you look at clinics like, like Health Solutions here in town, honestly, I don't think their doctors and therapists get paid a ton of money. Right. I mean, they're there because they want to help people. They're not they're not there to make it rich because if they were rich, they probably wouldn't be there. But right. I'm sure that there are counselors and psychiatrists out there that charge $2,000 an hour to sit there and listen to you talk about your life. And just say, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So what I wanted to see... Uh... I was going to go see a private counselor in in Boulder. Uh-huh. So the fee for the first session was eight hundred dollars for the yeah. fir- for the first session. See, and and that's somebody that's in it just for the money, right? You know, but I mean, there are are lots of people out there helping people with depression and anxiety and other disorders, schizophrenia, and right, you know just, whatnot that are not there just for the money, and you have to find the right ones, right? And when I when people tell me that they think that counseling is ridiculous and it doesn't do anything and that like they're only in it for the money, it's honestly kind of offensive to me because that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, as my profession, I want to be a counselor, a therapist, and help people. I'm not doing it for the money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, I just want to help people as much as I can, and it's offensive because not everyone is like that. I mean, I'm sure there are people like that everywhere matter what profession you're in they only do it for the money yeah that's why a lot of people become doctors in general for the money money. (laughs) yeah until they actually get there and they feel that see uh, that they're like fifty thousand dollars in debt from medical school probably more like a hundred and fifteen thousand yeah you're probably right so i mean people only do it for the money and then you know some people so i guess well and if i think about it like now that most people i've talked to that that want to go into a medical field or want to go to like help people most of them actually want to help people or like they have like they've had the disorder themselves and and that's why they've decided to help people yeah and even like people who just want to be like you know like a private practice doctor and just like do you know just work with family just for yeah a common cold or a flu or something like that like people actually want to help people and i mean i i'm not saying that there's not people out there that don't want to just help yeah or people just like doing like i know like people i've talked to that wanted to go into like surgery or like to be a surgeon and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they don't really care much about like the actual helping but they like the the act the of act of it well yeah the like they're interested practicing. right right i mean that's why i wanted to be a phlebotomist for a long time because I, <laughs> I just when i get my blood drawn or i donate blood or something like 
I just enjoy it and I think it would be cool. That's why I wanted to be a phlebotomist for a while. Because you want to poke people with needles? Uh, I don't like needles. <laughs> yeah. But some people do it because they like it and don't really care about hoping or not. Some people do it for the money and some people do it because they want to help drugs of you. Yeah. Okay. So last question. What advice do you guys have to give to someone who has depression or think they have a mental illness of any kind? Um, my advice is definitely follow your gut when you're not feeling right. Please, please, please get some professional help. Go see a doctor. Talk to somebody. Um, because along with, with depression and anxiety are suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to put yourself in that position. You don't want to put your family in that position. So get help right away. Right. Um... Depression and anxiety and any mental disorder is something not to be taken lightly. Um, So if you are feeling depressed or anxiety is getting too extreme towards where it's unbearable, seek professional help. And family is always there to be basically like a guide. So in terms of using both at the same time, um, it's always good to seek professional help, whether it's medication or whether it's counseling or... um, what other tips they give you? Those are right. that's always should you be should your go-to. It. Yeah. Right. If you don't have a supportive family like most of us do, because there are people out there that that don't. suffer that don't have supportive families, there are hotlines to call. Right. Yeah. And, and you know there are places that you can go to get help. Right. So just remember that there's always someone out there that cares. Right. And there's there's. I mean, there's lots of hotlines for not just mental health, but, like, domestic abuse and, you know, child abuse and just, like, runaways, homeless, at-risk youths. You know, there's just hotlines for everything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you guys ever need help in any kind of way, just, like, seek help. And uh, we'll actually post some of these hotline numbers in the description. Right. So we'll give you guys that. And we are always here. If you guys don't have anyone else to talk to, you know. Yeah. Snapchat or Instagram us. Or just message our Facebook page. Yeah. You know, like, one of us or both of us will get back to you, you know. We're always here for you. And so were those all the questions? Yeah, those are all the questions. I think we're done here. Open discussion? Yeah, if you guys want, do you guys want to have an open discussion? Do you have anything more to say? There are a million more things I could tell you about depression, good and bad, but um, the the biggest thing is is try. I know it's really hard to say try not to let it get you down too much because that's basically what depression is, but you always have to try and see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You don't have hope. What do you have? That kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Um... I just want to take a minute to talk about derealization disorder because that's crazy. It's insane. Sure. So if anybody doesn't know what derealization disorder, and this is the thing that affected me the most. um, Right. So basically, so it can, it's induced by you, mostly mental illnesses. Um, People experience it after like extreme trauma or during like a PTSD episode or randomly out through depression or extreme points of anxiety um so a lot of people who go through like panic attacks 
you're most likely experiencing derealization, but people don't realize it because panic attacks don't last very long. Right. Um, but me, when I was in Boulder, I actually had extended derealization disorder. Um, so basically, what it does is it makes you feel like your surroundings are not real. That you feel like you're in a dream. Yeah, it feels. Yeah, basically, it feels like you're in a dream, and it's hard to explain it because you can't really explain it without experiencing it. Right. But it like messes with your field of depth and like how you see things or you don't feel like any emotional connection to anything Mm -hmm. so it basically feels like you're just like floating like just like walking like you're like a zombie basically that's kind of basically what it feels like um yeah but it's a really that was the biggest thing that caused like my thought disorder and stuff like that so yeah so if you're ever experiencing that don't think you're going crazy or insane because you basically feel like you're in a dream yeah it's it's like feeling detached from your surroundings. Yeah. It's like if or your body or your your mental process. Yeah. Like, didn't you say you had a dream one time or like you can see yourself sleeping or um there? No. That that's that would be more like deep depersonalization is more that would be more depersonalization. That's like if you feel like you're actually detached from your body and you're like a, like a third person okay. looking in. Mine was dualization, so mine was like with my surroundings and like interpreting everything right. okay so just to be clear derealization de- and depersonalization are two different things they're hard to diagnose in the first place and right. that's why people that's why and they're hard to treat as well because sometimes medications don't help and some people live with it forever, forever. Uh-huh. um but they fall under the same category because they're so similar mm-hmm. but they are different in there, there are different differentiations that you okay. can get from them all right yeah Learn something new every day, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. The discussion is over then? Yep, open discussion is over. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, thanks for coming Mom. on. I appreciate it. Anytime. Okay. All right, well, well. So we'll put those, all the hotline numbers and things like that um, in the description. Our social medias will be down there. Let me check my email. No email. Uh... I just need to get over it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, just let us know. All of our social medias are downstairs and stuff like that. We're always or, mo- I mean, not downstairs, in the description. <laughs> <laughs> We're always looking for guests, so if you want to be a guest. Yeah, if you have a specific topic you want to talk about and discuss, let us know and we'll schedule something. Yeah, we'll fit you into the schedule. Yeah. I mean, we're not that bu- busy. Yeah, I mean, we have our episodes planned out through January, but we can always change them up a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, this week is finals week, so by the time you listen to this, oh yeah, it'll good be luck over. on your finals. Yeah, good luck on finals, everyone. Or hope you did well if you already took them. Yeah, so I mean, we're free all of December, so if you guys ever just wanna, you know, what's up? Yeah. All right. Well. Thanks for listening. I'm Levi. I'm Dominique.